Tell me if you've heard this before. The Florida Panthers are dominant early, but mistakes and untimely turnovers cost them once again. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, December 22nd edition of the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. You can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So the Florida Panthers, they welcome in the St. Louis Blues to town on Thursday night, their first game at Amherst Bank Arena since December 8th. And tough one for the Panthers as they were dominant early, but costly mistakes for the Florida Panthers uh, had had them fall behind and the St. Louis Blues don't look back from from there. And we're going to talk about this more uh, with our guest today because it is a Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show where Nick Fairbanks is here to discuss this Florida Panthers 4-1 to loss against the St. Louis Blues at home. So now the Florida Panthers go 9-5-0 at home, and but still tied for second in the division. Um, Nick, tough one uh, for the Panthers. And honestly, uh, for, the view- for the listeners and the viewers here, this is... This is the first time that we've had a podcast, you and I, where we don't talk much prior to recording. We just wanted to go straight into it. Uh, so, how are you feeling? Uh, there's really not much to say. I mean, honestly, that was uh, a very boring, very uneventful game after the first period for the Florida Panthers. And, um, you know, as you said at the top, you know, it just seems like it's the same story over and over now. Uh, Florida will dominate for a certain period of time where they should have scored. And then, you know, there's a lucky shot or lucky bounce that goes in for the other team, and then that basically is it. So you have to wonder kind of what's going on uh, in the Panthers' locker room or what's the mindset now because, you know, once you start repeating things a lot, that becomes your, you know, your behavior, and also, you know, that's how you're going to play. And you really got to start wondering again, you know, like are, – are these guys playing as hard as they could be? And uh, I am going to question one of the Panthers uh, later in the show uh, about their play. Um, but it's it's getting to the point now where I'm not worried, but it's getting to the point where like my patience is getting very thin. Yeah, uh, you, you're not the only you're not the only one uh, there as far as as that for the Panthers. And you think about the Panthers just their last five games. I mean, you you score seven goals, but five of them come in one game, and all. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough to tough to swallow when you think about that. And you think about the first two lines, the top two lines for the Panthers were getting their opportunities early. They were crashing the net. But, I mean, and they were going against uh, Joel Holfer, a ba- their backup goaltender, not Jordan Bennington today, who came 5-5-0 five, five and o on, on, on the night, 893 uh, save percentage and, and all. Never faced the Panthers, and, and too. And even even the Panthers, they were, they, were, they were getting, like I said, they got in front, but 
they were beating Hofer early, but not the post too. Uh, Matthew Kachuk had a great opportunity on a redirection a, a, as well, and they and the Panthers were in on back checking and not allowing the St. Louis Blues to get a lot of zone time as well. Uh, I mean, Nico Mikola was uh, had a big hit early, so did Brandon Montour mm-hmm. on Jordan Cairo as well, and and, and all. But it, it's a uh, it's just uh, you got to wonder if it's a lack of confidence for this this team as well. But then we saw in the second period how the Panthers were, you know, they were they were pinching up in the offensive in the offensive zone and even in the neutral zone, and that uh, co- put, proved uh, co- costly. Uh, and I mean, think, listen, the, the Panthers lost to the Blues late um, late in the game and their home game last year. Why? Because the St. Louis Blues used their speed to their advantage. It was the same thing t- today. the the Panther The Panthers miss out on an opportunity. The the Blues counterattack. Quick passing, get Sergey Bobrovsky all out of sorts on 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 a on, on a three on a three on one tic tac toe. Jordan Kyrou scores, and the Panthers. I mean, they they could have they could have it could have been worse if uh, if uh, if the Panthers if they didn't challenge for offside just twenty three seconds later where they go on another odd man rush two on one as well and and it's successful and then Gus Forsling turns it over at the at the Panthers blue line and then they they go uh, they go uh, on another on an other odd man rush where maybe Bobrovsky might want to trust Barkov a little more with defending that, but still mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's an instinctual play there for Bob as well. And it's just, it's backbreaking when you win a challenge and then it deflates again, where Pavel Buchnevich was like, you're going to deny me once. Nope. Not so fast. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to get my goal. Yeah. And uh, that, that's that been the issue with uh, the Panthers is that their defense, while it's great in most situations where you can pinch and keep the play alive and get the puck down low, uh, after the first period, they weren't winning a lot of battles down low. The only line that mm-hmm. I feel like was winning battles was the Bennett line, and it was Sam Bennett himself. Um, of course, to chuck one on the top line to try and get his engine started. But uh, too many too many pinches and the blues knew exactly what was going to happen. And they took it to the Panthers. I've not seen so many odd man rushes as I had all season till tonight. And on top of that, it just, it seems like to me that the defensive identity ever since Montour and Ekblad have come back is different. Um, I don't believe that they're playing shutdown. I believe that they're going for offense because yeah, they're not scoring a lot, but it's also causing a lot of havoc on the back end that guys are just, they're not doing what they need to be doing. They're not making the smart plays. Yeah. And, and, and we, we saw, we saw some desperation where even, even Montour's getting, getting toward, towards the end boards, uh, uh, for, for checking as well, where you're trying to create some type of opportunity in, in, to, in order to get some disruption as well. And let's also not forget that, that the, the, even after the challenge, Paul Maurice went, talked to his team again, and you, the broadcast even read his lips saying, everyone calm down, even spoke about it with uh, Katie. And uh, this was when it was one nothing, saying, thinking that it all, it was all raining in and all that stuff. That's, that's, I'm paraphrasing uh, uh, Paul Maurice's words there. But the crazy thing is that <laughs> they could have been shut out too. I mean, the, the one goal that they score is a fluke goal that Etulus Serenin gets off the glass. Uh, Hofer thinks it's going to go towards, um, it's going in deep and then it goes into the net and then the Panthers, they, they get another, they get another one, but the easiest call the referee will make when Ryan Lomberg gets his stick up high and, and, and redirects off Tory Krug's head and into the net where it was, <laughs> it was the easiest call they, they would make uh, there, but line changes there. You spoke about Kachuk trying to get it going as well. Kevin, um, 
um, Kevin Stenlin, uh, excuse me, uh, William Lockwood going up to that uh, third line for, for the Panthers as, as well on the, on, on the night as well. And, and even before the third one, Bobrovsky makes such a great, a great stop and Forsling good, getting a good poke to disrupt a, a, a chance out in front. But once again, the Panthers, they were getting their uh, bodies in front, not converting. And then, and then Torchenko, uh, the redirection is just like thinking, man, it's you just you just throw up your shoulders and say what the, what do they have to do to buy a goal? It's been that way for what you know. What are we talking about? Like 12, 13 days now. I mean, they got shut out mm-hmm. twice on the West Coast, uh, you know, and now they're getting. They basically should have been shut out uh, this game, as you were saying. And what what do they have to do? I mean, what is it? The power play? Is it the team itself? Is it just they're not finding the opportunities? Are they overpassing? Um, are they trying to make the pretty plays and they just got to go back to basics, you know, just get the puck up the ice, win the board battles and go to the net. I believe that this season that they are a perimeter team and that's why they're not scoring. They're Mm -hmm. not getting down low. They're not scoring the dirty goals. And that's a lot to do with Matthew to Chuck. And that's, that's, that's the one guy that really needs to get going because it's been what they played like 31 now, 32 games. And I've yet to see him come out and actually put on a dominant performance that he had last year. And and speaking of the power play, the the first half of that power play, the Panthers were getting all the entries, but then once once they had a whistle and they got that second unit off, they didn't have any zone um, zone time at all. And and for for the St. Louis Blues in that in that uh, third period, I mean, Randy Muller uh, spoke about how they were going for that one two two four check, only having one four checker there. And so they're not sacrificing uh, any pinching that leads to an odd man rush. And that's the thing that happens when you fall, when you, in, in the case of the Panthers falling behind that, mm-hmm. that, that you're, you're not going to see, you're not going to see uh, them, them ge- generating speed, especially if the St. Louis blues happen to turn it over in, in, in their own offensive zone, but we're going to transition over to segment number two where we are going to discuss when we thought this game was won or lost and discuss more about Matthew Kachuk and and just how it's just been continuing to be a difficult season for him as we continue on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper and a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Sam Reinhardt could score 50 goals. The Panthers could voice the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by daily playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy contests. And you all you have to do is pick studs like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, Sam Reinhardt, with, if they will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Use promo code LOCKEDONHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Use code LOCKEDONHL. See sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has officially launched the first ever National Sports 24 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National 24-7 
streaming channel. Back on this Friday, December 22nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And Nick, this one's an easy one for me as when I thought this game was won or lost, I kind of said it in the first segment, but when the Florida Panthers won that challenge and then Bushnevich uh, scored uh, just three minutes after, I'm thinking, man, you're, you're, you have an opportunity to get pucks in deep more, which the Panthers were even doing before mm-hmm. that goal and in on the forecheck. And then Bushnevich goes and scores uh, there. And that's my moment as far as when I thought this game was won or lost. The moment that I'm just thinking, man, it's 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 going to be a tough one for the Florida Panthers to come back. And there, there's that saying that the first game back from a long road trip is always the hardest because, I mean, even for me, and I'm not even traveling with the team, and you know, staying up and 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 watching the team, and and even the 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 mental side of it, even for me watching it, it is tough. I can't even imagine for the players and all that when, when it when it comes to coming back home and trying to get uh trying to get their their legs going again even for me a seven o'clock puck drop was a little weird this week after what we <laughs> went through the last few weeks but the florida panthers going into the after two they're one they're one 11 and oh now going into the third period when they trail the st louis blues going into this were 13 one and oh into the third period when they led now 14 one and oh uh, what was your moment when you thought this game was won or lost? Actually, the call-off goal by Bucinavich. I thought that, you know, the first goal was just, you know, it was unfortunate breakdown, perfect tic-tac-toe play. But then to come back right away and score 23 seconds later, I think that shocked them. You know, Maurice did the right thing, you know, used that challenge to kind of tell the team to settle down. But it really didn't seem to change the course of the game at all. I mean, yeah, they, they scored, um, but at the same time, just it never felt like the game was within reach after that. Uh, you know, see, not Seattle, sorry, St. Louis, um, you know, they just seemed like they tightened it down. They were not going to allow uh, a lot of inside shots, and they just kept Florida, you know, chasing or not winning any puck battles. So, um, you know, they did a great job, and, you know, it seems like that they kind of turned a corner a little bit after making their coaching change, you know, probably about a week ago. So. Um, you know, hats off to them. But at the same time, you know, Florida has to find a way to come back. And, you know, Goldie says, you know, during most of the games this year that Florida has that comeback, you know, Gene and them. And I've yet to see it this season. You know, it's I'm either they're going it. into Yeah, exactly. So like do they have do they have to have the lead going into the third or can they be tied? And no, they, they need to score the first goal. They need to feel better about themselves instead of buying everything they can and not being able to score. And now just it seems like every other game they'll throw the kitchen sink at the goalie and then they get scored on once or twice and that's it. Yeah, and, no and that and, and that's the thing with and that's the thing with uh play, playing with the lead versus not. We we sp- speak about style of play and all, and I'm 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 looking this up as as I'm talking when it when it comes to the Florida Panthers and their and their record when they do score first. Uh 12 0 and 2 versus yep. going into tonight. 6 11 and 0 when their when their opponents do in fact score first. And this is one of those games where you look at all types of numbers where you look at face-off numbers, Corsi 4, uh even even the expected goals and you and you look at it and if you don't watch any part of the game at all, you 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 think to yourself, this doesn't make sense. I, I haven't even looked at the Deservo meter 
from Money Puck. So I, I I'm not gonna bother, honestly. And and you just look at the different opportunities that the Panthers had as they got in front. I mean, it, as soon as the St. Louis Blues um were went up three one, Sam Bennett had a beautiful opportunity backhand on on a on an unforced error by St. Louis and and goes backhand and misses the net completely. And there's yep. no and there's nobody. It was in the low slot too. And you're, I'm literally I was like this, hands over my head for those people listening. The Cobra. To the and mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, man, this uh, this team, this this team just they're I I, I believe they're just overthinking it a, a lot a lot. And I, we kind of answered this in the first segment, but this is one of the bullet points on on the YouTube. If you're looking at this on YouTube, uh, if this is just who the Panthers are, and I'm and I think we answered our own question. This is who they are at this moment in time. Yeah, and you know, teams are going to go through different you know parts of the season where they're they're going to try and figure things out and you know we were elated how they you know started the season you know going into December you know nobody had picked them to do that well without Montour and Ekblad and now we're trying to figure it out with them on the roster so I mean again this is just going to be another period in time where they're going to have to you know figure it out and find a way to um, you know adapt and really find out you know what can we do to get Montour going? What can we do to get Ekblad going? And most importantly, again, what can we do to get Matthew to Chuck going? And, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to have, have to be this time off, you know, they'll have another game against uh, Vegas here upcoming, which can be scary, but, you know, maybe you can go into the break with a, a solid win and feel good about yourselves and then start the new year on a great start on a great way. Yeah, and uh, trying trying to look up Matthew Kachuk's uh, total total shots if they're updated on Hockey Reference, they don't they don't look to it doesn't look that that it's updated at this uh, point in time. But he's not still shooting leading, a lot. Still, still, still leading the team in, in shots. I mean, I'm just gonna do quick some quick math. Um, he's averaging 3.6 shots a game. Um, but we could we could talk about that number. But let's talk about the quality too, about getting Correct. it, getting in front, and the second chances as well. And listen, despite getting bodies to the net, the the St. Louis Blues they were they were they were bodying up the Florida Panthers pretty 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 well up in front in front, so that they weren't even getting the second chance too. Mm-hmm. That that and that could be a step in the right direction, could because they weren't doing that much in the road trip, uh, especially towards the tail end, but. Still, the 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 St. Louis Blues were still putting their body out, out, out in front and and still getting getting the necessary clears so that the Panthers didn't get and you know with the backup cold tender as well in the St. in the case of the St. Louis Blues you're going to protect them more and that's just the nature of hockey teams and just when they go on the ice when they have their backup in versus their starter. But we're going to transition over to segment number three where we have some some great news actually. Uh, despite uh, despite the Florida Panthers dropping uh, this game against the St. Louis Blues, we do have some news on the Florida Panthers' new practice facility and when the facility will be opening up. We are going to discuss that more uh, on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, 
exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 120, 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit. Available to U.S. customers. Segment number three here on this Friday, December 22nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So we got some news today as far as in the world of the Florida Panthers and the team. We, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. It was that we actually dis- discussed this on a wine-ins Wednesday where Emily Kaplan uh, said that the facility would open on December 1st. Okay, December 1st goes by, no practices. We knew it was close. But the Florida Panthers officially announced that they will be their, holding their first practice at the Baptist Health, Health Iceplex at War Memorial in downtown Fort Lauderdale. It's been a project that has been in the works since May of 2021, since they broke ground as well. And just think about the, the start of the project, the, what's happened since a President's Trophy, a Stanley Cup final, buzz around the, the region. And with this being a lot closer to the players, I mean, and think about it like this. Panthers, every single time they have an opportunity to practice, unless there's an event going on at the arena, they're practicing at the arena. Now they have a place to, to themselves, which it's not open to the fans yet. The, the, the place the, the, where they practice has, is 1,000 seats. Uh, so they, they will have, they will, there's no announcement yet about practices open to the public. There will be restaurants and all open in the spring, too. So it's going to be a world-class facility uh, for for the Florida Panthers, and I'm super excited. And uh, why we're recording this immediately as well and trying to get this out to you is uh, your boy will be waking up early tomorrow morning to head down there to cover <laughs> the event, and I will be at Saturday's game against the Vegas Golden Knights at 3 p.m. So, so excited to be back in South Florida. But, Nick... Hearing the news about uh, the War Memorial and the practice facility, uh, got to be excited, right? Definitely, definitely. And you know, hockey's actually coming to Fort Lauderdale. You know, it's it's something that I think is, you know, the Florida Panthers have been trying to make happen for a while, and now that they have this opportunity where they were able to rehabilitate War Memorial. Um, thanks to, you know, Vinny Viola and uh, Doug Sifu, which will now draw more people downtown and could draw more people who are not into hockey before. They now have an accessible place where they can actually start learning how to skate, learning how to play. And on top of that, you're going to get more younger fans involved there. You know, instead of going to the beach, now you can go to this nice little practice area and this rink and, you know, try to learn from there and maybe – South Florida can start producing more NHL talent. And, you know, I think that's the end goal. I mean, look at, you know, I don't want to put uh, Arizona or Phoenix out there, but, you know, they were able to, you know, produce Austin Matthews. 
You know, mm-hmm. who's to say that Florida won't have like a top pick here in the next 10, 15 years. And just because of something like this is finally complete. So very exciting. And uh, can't wait to see it when it's actually open to the public and jealous that you're going to be able to see that tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, but for, for the, for the Panthers and all that in the region, um, also don't forget Tate Thompson is, is from Arizona as well. And okay. our very own Matthew Kachuk as well. So, which, uh, Matthew Kachuk got to face against his hometown team also spoke about, um, his, his dad, Keith Kachuk being, uh, inducted into the blues hall of fame. So definitely, uh, uh, so even before the season, uh, Matthew Kachuk and Brady got that opportunity to to announce it to their father uh, as well. So definitely, uh, definitely a, a market that's produced a lot of talent, and definitely uh, for the, for the Panther for the Panthers and South Florida, they can they can bring this community together and all that stuff. And as far as once again open practices until it's one hundred percent complete, according to George Richards of Florida Hockey Now, and they're going to add a second sheet of ice. So right now, the first sheet of ice is done. So slowly but surely and all, but you can follow me. On, but you can follow me on on X and Instagram as I will be covering the event, so you could see, at least try to envision it through my eyes, at least. So do my best to paint the picture as well, and of course talk about it on the podcast next week and get and give you a reaction as well. So the Florida Panthers will be welcoming in the Vegas Golden Knights to town uh, on Saturday. As we know, it's a Stanley Cup final rematch. And honestly, I'm really liking that this is if, if you're gonna put this on a Saturday, thank God, thank goodness it's 3 p.m. So we can we can get along with the holiday. But this is as as important of a game for the Florida Panthers as can be because I think about the mental side of things for the Panthers. And going into the holiday break, you're gonna be there. We're currently in a roster freeze. I didn't even mention that Anton Lindell didn't even play one once again. Uh, but with the mm-hmm. roster freeze, you're hoping that the Panthers, you know, could get him back in. And Palmer said he was hopeful uh, 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 for their game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they did uh, drop their game against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, five to four. And it looks like the Vegas Golden Knights are without both their goaltenders. Aiden Hill played his first game in, in a few weeks. And then left early. Logan Thompson finished that one. And now Logan Thompson is day-to-day. They have both of their AHL goaltenders there. But for the Vegas Golden Knights, a, a good part of their team is back. So you're you're you you had the Barbashevs. They traded Riley Smith in order to keep him. You still Jack Eichel is still uh hard to deal with on the ice. I mean, John the Marshall and Chandler Stevenson are working for contracts. Petrangelo and Alec Martinez are on that top pair. Uh, so still, the structure around the Vegas Golden Knights is still pretty elite. And looking at their record, real real quick, they're still top of the Pacific. We talk about, I guess, the, there hasn't been a lot of talk about around Vegas this season because they're the champions. This is the expectation. I mean, we've talked so much about Vancouver that we didn't even mention that they're still second behind Vegas. That there hasn't mm-hmm. been talk about Vegas as, as well. But how are you viewing this matchup and? Uh, what what would be your over and under uh for for pushing and shoving after a whistle? How many minutes in would you say? So that's a good question. Um I think this is uh big a game as any in the last two weeks, just because again you're playing your I'll say your Stanley Cup rival, um, you know, you want to measure to see where you're at and where progress you've been able to make. 
I mean, the moves that Bill Zito made in the offseason were in reaction to how Florida played, uh, you know, Vegas in the Stanley Cup. They weren't big enough. They weren't, unfortunately, strong enough. And, you know, you go out and you get a guy like Nico Nikola uh, or, wow, yeah, yeah, Nico Mikula. Sorry about that. I had a twist around. And, you know, you, you try to get bigger up, you know, in center. So that's why you bring in Stenlin, you know, guys like that. So you'll definitely see, I think, a different side of the Panthers and see how they play against, you know, this Vegas team that's still doing really well. The one thing I do want to add about this is that Florida has not played well against goaltenders that they really haven't played against before. Um, I mean, it just seems like that's the norm. So if, you know, Vegas is actually going to be starting one of their AHL goaltenders, yeah, we, we might still be getting more of the same. But to answer your question, Honestly, I'm probably going to say about 80% is going to be pushing and shoving after the whistle. I, I think, you know, the first 10 minutes is not going to happen. After that, there's probably going to be a couple runs, and it's going to get a little chippy. Mm-hmm. My over my over under as far as minutes, as far as the first pushing and shoving, I'm going to say three and a half minutes as far as, as, far as the, the first one because, I mean – I, I don't know if I want to put desperate I don't I don't know if I want to call this desperate times for the Panthers. I mean, they're still tied for a second in the Atlantic. And and I was uh simulcasting their uh the Buffalo uh Toronto game at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking when it comes to the pro- I know this isn't locked on Leafs, but if I'm thinking about the problems that the Florida Panthers have versus what the Toronto Maple Leafs have, I'll take the Florida Panthers' problems any day, honestly. Before I'll take the Maple Leafs problems as far as goaltending and and blue line injuries as well uh, for what they're going through. So they're they're still in a race. So I wouldn't I would I don't know if I would I don't know if I'm there yet as far as this has to be desperate times. But there needs to be a sense of urgency in this one because Correct. you you will have three full days of of just thoughts in your head about the, this recent stretch. It's important to go into that that those next three days right before the Florida Panthers leave to Tampa because they're not leaving the state for the rest of the month. So be, because they have this game on sat on on Saturday against Vegas, go quick trip to Tampa and then back to back against um the Rangers and 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 the Habs. So big to get huge to get this win uh, on Saturday. Definitely is, and again, you you want to go into this break with your head held high. You want to have a good time. You want to be visiting with your family. You know, you don't want to be thinking about the stretch that you've had for the last two weeks. And, you know, I I think it would be, you know, again, a good measuring stick to see where the team is. Um, And if they can actually put on a solid game and keep things tight and not let it get out of hand like it did in the Stanley Cup, unfortunately, I think you feel pretty good about yourself. And, you know, if they start doing things the right way where they start getting dirty goals and they start winning more battles and the four checks actually working and the defense actually, you know, shoots the puck on net instead of everything wide that it seems like it's going on these days, then those little things will start snowballing and it'll start creating a much better product and you'll start feeling better about yourselves and your game. Yeah. And, and for the, for the Florida Panthers and, and all that it's, it, they haven't been successful against the Vegas Golden Knights in their in their history, but at home they are more successful. Uh, they mm-hmm. have actually they have actually uh, won more often. Uh, they have they've actually won four times in the regular season uh, at, at home. Um, and then if you add one more, 
game three of the Stanley Cup final. So, <laughs> so that's one encouraging thing about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers uh, all-time series matchup, even though they still have yet to get their victory in Vegas uh, in regular and postseason. But Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Another successful Fairbanks Friday, as you came off the IR, actually, uh, for yeah. this edition. Didn't mention that on the top of the show, but thank you once again for joining me, my friend. And uh, tell everybody where they can follow you online. Armando, thanks again for having me on. And uh, everybody, you guys can follow me on X at Prudentia Zero. Let's go get a win on Saturday and let's go into the holiday this weekend feeling good about ourselves. And happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, and see you next week, my friend. See you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip, Livingstone, and Zeroden, and Locked On NHL Prospect. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.